G'day guys and welcome to day two of the uh, Melbourne Boat Show. It's probably our last interview for the afternoon and we've got a special guest Lee Rayner on. So g'day Lee. Thanks for having me guys. Mate, we've been trying to line you up to come on the show for a little bit, so it's great we've been able to get you while you're down here. You've got a couple of talks on this afternoon. You're going to go yeah. through some interesting fishing techniques with uh, the crowd here. Yeah, I'll sort of uh, be telling them what I do so they know what not to do because <laughs> it doesn't work for me. Well, I think it's important we talk about that because we were just saying that this, we've struggled a bit. Well, uh, we've caught some snapper, but I don't want to put you in the shit here, but you've struggled for... <laughs> You struggled yeah. for the last couple of trips. I have, yeah. Um, so it's important to know that even the guns, fishing royalty like Lee here, oh, yeah, do, right. do sometimes struggle a little bit and yep. not to be disheartened. I'll be, I'll be honest, I am every year three, four, five trips before I catch a yep. snapper. Every year is the same. And it's basically maybe it's a bad mindset that I'm in that I just go, I basically just have to grind <laughs> through these couple of trips before it all just sort of falls into place. Yeah. So, But it is – it's early – yeah. It is an early season. We've had so much rain. There's yep. factors. There's so much weed in yep. Western Port. Like, what's going on there? What, what is going on? Well, we think Dave did his lawns because he lives in Crib Point and he's just put all the clippings down Western Port and it's going up and down the channel. Yeah, I just blow all back them all into the yeah, North thanks. Arm and they've made their way around. No? <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thank you. I reckon they're following me. It doesn't matter where I go. They just seem to find me. I saw my um, apple tree floating past off <laughs> yeah. uh, Coronella the other day and I uh, thought, oh, how'd that get there? My, my wife must have been doing some pruning at home. Yeah. So. No, nah, it's serious. But it's exciting. And every year I go, nah, I'm not starting early on these snapper. I'm yeah. going to wait. <laughs> and then every year you start early. And even the other day I, I fished off lice arts and the wind was blowing and there was weed and, and I didn't get a bite. And I'm like, that's it, I'm done. No more yeah. snapper. 24 hours later the weather's good. I'm like, I'm going. Yeah, and I think they're the memorable ones, the early yeah. season ones, because you've got to earn them a little bit more. Yeah, you do. And yeah. I always say, Dave, that, that in fishing, I reckon it's almost more important to take note of when you don't catch them. Yes. And it doesn't matter what it is because it's really easy to go, oh, I caught them on this day and I caught them <laughs> on that day. But it's easy to forget maybe about those 10 trips in between where you didn't catch them. And if you take note of those periods when you didn't catch them, you can actually work out a lot quicker the periods that you do catch them. That's right, but we're that dumb that we'll still go during those oh, periods. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we just do it anyway. Well, like, so I've got to prove the theory wrong. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know what? Every year I go out and do a sneaky trip and I try to get the first snapper before these guys. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's a competition Adrian runs that we don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> Once he's caught the fish, he tells us that it's happening. It's on. Yeah. It's on. So yeah. I think that was about September 2nd or 3rd this year. I, oh, really? I just went out and got one and said, I've done it, guys. I've won the comp. Yeah. Hey, on that, do you boys find, like you fish snapper and that in Western Port a hell of a lot more than I do. Yeah. Do you find that all, at times that August, September period, the fishing can be, it's not, you're not fishing numbers, but it can be even a little bit more consistent and then you get this bit of a dip through October where it becomes a bit random. Absolutely. And then it comes good. I yeah, I think there's a period here where they're shifting. Yeah. Yeah. So they've loaded up at the top of the bay yeah. or the port and then there's a period here where it's like, oh, I don't know whether I go right up anymore or whether I find them down, say, near Rill. Yep. And, uh, yeah, like you say, it can be hidden. Well, loose. also when that October rain hits, you, it it's actually throws the spanner in the works. You go, where are they going to be now? Because I have no idea. Yeah. yeah. Do I go here? Do I go there? Let's just anchor up here and yeah. try it. Try, try our luck, really. You know what you do? You jump on YouTube and you type in <laughs> Lee Rayner's Fishing Edge and you look up his new range of videos he's been oh, putting yeah, up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, one of you. 
Yeah, so right. you so you wanna <laughs> so you wanna so so we've noticed that uh, recently you've uh, yeah. you've started putting them out they look yeah. really good yeah. yeah just you know it's just a, a I suppose a how to of to do whatever and I wanted to just break stuff down that you know I find it really hard to do a snap a video because yeah. you've got so many variables from Port Phillip to Western Port even Welsh Pool but to offshore there's and I'd rather just break it down into little little pieces so yep. you can really lock in on the bit you want to do yeah so you're looking um f- looking forward that's the you're going to do youtube only or are you coming back to network television oh, with fishing edge i don't know with television mate it's yeah. just is it it's, is it dying it's finished isn't it <clears throat> i think there's always a market for it you've got you guys like et and all that that do it so well yeah um but it, it's it's a hard market and it's an expensive market and the, the thing I hate about telly, I love telly, but the thing I hate about telly is you throw away so much good footage because mm. a show's 21 minutes 50 long, right? Then you can't, to do a tip on fishing in telly, 30 seconds. Yeah. You can't stand there and talk about the hows and whys of a rig for two minutes because on television that feels like an eternity yep. and it's so boring unless you're right into it. Yeah, exactly. Whereas I suppose with your YouTube, You've got your target audience. If they're watching it, they're watching it for a reason. Yeah, they're they're targeting that niche specifically, so yeah, you've already captured their attention. Yep. Um, you got something there, Joe? No, no, <laughs> it's the same. The no. people that lock into YouTube, they're looking for information. That's much, right. Much less like podcast as well. People are wanting information. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, that's it. So you, you've sort of, I suppose, the hard work's done. Yeah. You're not. To, the, to an extent, you know, because they're, whether they're looking at trying to catch a squid on a hand line or catch a marlin on a live bait, if they're looking at that, that's what they're for and they want that info and I love getting into that nitty-gritty sort of stuff. Yeah. You were actually just saying that when you're on the stage, oh, we don't want to talk about, like, <laughs> like we don't want to go over what you're going to go over again, but you're going to talk about some different ways to yeah. catch fish, um, stuff like trolling for snapper that maybe people don't think about uh, so often. So I think it's pretty exciting to bring these new techniques into yeah. people's people's lives yeah and look there's so many I, I think i just get bored with doing the same same you yeah. know i'm one of those guys we're could, the same yeah 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 i could never just do snapper and whiting and not that mm. i don't love them but mm. there's just so much other stuff out there to do but even my snapper i love fishing in welsh pool for them just because mm. it's a little bit different to here you oh, know yeah. i love catching them offshore because it's a little bit different to in the bay um and then if i can mix it up in other techniques like trolling for snapper or jigging then it makes it I think it just keeps it exciting. Yeah. So what does the fishing calendar look like going forward for you moving into the new year? Um, my biggest problem is trying to focus. I reckon I've got ADHD or something. But I <laughs> oh, well, you're sitting next to the right <laughs> man. <then>. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, all of a sudden everything comes good and I want to be up the coast spinning big flathead yeah. and I want to be catching snapper and doing kings but then the marlin – so I really have to stop and focus and the work that I'm doing now, the bonus is I have to make content. So I have to make smart decisions and stuff that's appealing to people. But not only that, stuff that's going to work instead of just chasing unicorns around the ocean yeah. all the time. <laughs> well, so, yeah, we've done that. And oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it does put pressure on you. And then you go, you know what, I've got to try make a snapper video now. That's just right. Just try yeah. and get content out. And yeah. then, you, then you fail on the snapper and it's just doom and gloom. Yeah, and then you start to make bad decisions. <laughs> yes. Then you start to go, oh, I need to get something. So you start just chasing your tail. But look, the next few months will be snapper and snapper because it's what we do. <laughs> yeah. People um, are bloodthirsty for it. 
They are. Every year, every year you go, snapper, I'm not doing snapper again next year. And then every spring. Next minute. Like, next minute you're in the garage. Adrian did a rigs. snapper video last week and you should see the channel subscribe. Yeah, just <laughs> skyrocketed, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the bread and butter fishing for Melbourne. It is. Like 99% of anglers in Melbourne, they're snapper fishers. They dust off the gear late August and go, I'm going snapper fishing. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I dusted off my uh, Saragossas <laughs> earlier in the week and they still had squid on them from last year. <laughs> from last year, yeah. 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 Straight in the boat and away we, we go. We were yeah. getting all sentimental before, Lee. We were talking about the um, tea tree snapper competition, how oh, we all yeah. used to just love, love that competition back in the day. It was just what you live for, yeah. wasn't it? It was yeah. just... But it was different back then. Remember, remember when you can go fishing midweek and there was no boats? Yeah. <laughs> we were talking about this um, a couple of weeks ago. Like a couple of years ago, you'd never see people at the boat ramp in the middle of winter on a beautiful day. No. Well, I think we no. both caught each other having a sneaky midweek fish <laughs> yes. the other day, didn't we? Yeah, we, yeah, did. we did. We did. Like, oh, there's Lee. There was actually guys setting their boat up on the ramp. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Arrogantly setting it up on the ramp. <laughs> I, I did say to Adrian, he said, ah, oh, that's all right. There's no one else here. And that's then he was poor yeah. Lee. No, it's all right because you, you took about an hour to take your precious cover yeah. off your boat, mate. Yeah. <laughs> he had his winter cover on yeah. and there was a couple of leaves still on it. So lucky he had it on. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. I didn't want to get cold. <laughs> so. Hey, Lee, what? What sort of boat are you running at the minute? Give so I've got two. Yep. Uh, I've still got my big Hanes, um, but I've got the little 481 Crossfire Stacer and I modded it out. I had to mm. tweak it and put my bit into it. So casting deck at the front. It's got that nice flat transom for bait fishing out of and stuff, twin live wells in the back, one in the front. Um, and I've, I'll be honest, so I checked the other day. It uses no fuel. It's got a 90 Merc on the back. And the other day, so I've had it now for 10 months, I've put 835 litres of fuel through it. Wow. How yeah, many well, hours is that? Uh, that's already well over 100 hours. <laughs> Didn't that did, did mistake me for a wrong? Did you go tuna fishing with that boat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've done a couple of days off Port Mac. I've done out of Woolamai in it. It's, um, it's a really capable boat. And to give you an idea, when I first got it, one of the first things we did, we went down to Welshpool, went to White Rock chasing kings. The water was crap. Kept pushing, looking elsewhere, did everything was crap the boys were over it so we came all the way back in chucked the kingy rods out of the boat grabbed the estuary rods chucked them in and went and caught estuary perch for the afternoon do you find yourself going to that smaller boat more than the bigger boat these days 100 percent. yeah yeah it, it's funny how that happens we've got a similar yeah similar we've got thing. the 420 yeah. and that's the go-to boat it is tuna it's, barrels it's whatever I, I was yes. thinking of getting rid of my small boat but no. now i'm gonna repower it it's yeah. like it's just so easy it's so Less easy stress. it's cheap it's just you know i'm happy to go for two or three hours on those I might catch a fish trips, yep. you know, and it's made me love fishing again because I'm yep. just going. I'm getting more dialed in, except on snapper. But <laughs> um, you'll, you'll get there. I'm getting – but, you know, you get dialed in. You just go, yeah. no, I need to be here now and then I need to be there because you're going more often. Yep. Um, if I was in the big boat, I wouldn't be doing all these trips and I'd – you know, you go, oh, I should go, but it's a little bit windy. And what if I don't catch one and I'm still going to burn 80 litres of fuel and you just don't do it? Yeah. So what's your favourite addition to your boat? You said you've set it up pretty extensively. Yeah. What, what's the little thing that you have in that boat that maybe the average fisher might not have thought to put in there? Lots of rod holders. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, man, the electric is so good on it. I use that all the time. Yep. I use the electric for my anchor whiting fishing. In the big tides, I still use the anchor. Um, yeah. But just the, there's so many parts to that boat that work, but probably the thing that makes that work boat the most, the boat yep. work the most <laughs> is the motor. I, I, the motor, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tends yeah, to make it. You need that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, 
No, making it centre console. Yep. Center is console. your side console? No, centre. Centre, yeah. No, I, I reckon centre is better. Mate, it just, it, the weight's in the middle, it just works. You know, you can shuffle people around when yes. you're travelling, you just always get a great ride out of it. That's, that is the, the biggest thing with that boat, 100%. Yeah, I agree with that because after ca- catching almost 100 tuna out of my little 420 Renegade. Oh, talk yourself up, mate. No, we have. <laughs> it's probably caught over 100 no, tuna. Right. And, yeah, but just and the, side, the side console makes it so difficult. Um, because you can only fight on one side of the boat. Yeah, yeah, and look, I get why guys like that in their estuary or their cod situations and stuff. But you know, guys go, oh, "But I've got all that room to move down one side of the boat," and I go, "Yeah, but I've got room to move down two sides." Yeah. Exactly. So, it, and it just the ride, and it's different if you're in a lake or an estuary. Mm. But we're making our little boats do stuff mm. they probably shouldn't be doing. <laughs> not that they can't handle it, but they no. were never designed to be tuna fishing offshore. No, no let's be honest. Absolutely not. But they do it very well. So centre console would probably be the, the key element of that boat. And what that's about, definitely what, my next boat, centre console. Yep. What about a pie oven? You got one of them? In the big boat I do. Oh, I've got, got one, one. In, the, in the little they, boat. They take a long time to warm up. I'm just going to say that. Hey, is there a way we, to supercharge them? There actually is. No, well, there's a method you can supercharge it. What you do is you buy pies from the bakery that are already <laughs> warm and you set it on a low setting and you can grab it any, any really? time of the day and you're ready well, to go. When you can tell me where to get a pie from at 2 a.m., well, that's when you turn it on, the oven on as soon as you launch. Your friendly 7-11. I'm just, just going to keep an eye on where you're fishing and I'll come up next to you and grab your pies. Well, still, you'll smell us. My yeah. best uh, business idea was during Melbourne snapper season yep. is to have Caramart a... artificial. Yep, Caramart artificial. You've got a barbecue and you're just selling $5 snags and you just go from oh, boat to boat. how easy would it be? But no. you need an electric trolling motor just to sneak up on the anglers. and Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just sit up wind of people, get the, the onions going and get the water. Oh, yeah. Smell oh, yeah. back down. Yeah, like a burly truck. Mate, they do that in Sydney <laughs> Harbour, you know. Really? I've seen it, yeah. Big pontoon boats and they sell ice creams and all that stuff. And oh, wow. Well, because they've got all the bays there, it doesn't matter where the wind's blowing, you go into a, like, protected bay and there'll be 50 boats and old mate just comes around the corner in his pontoon boat. And he's got his food and everyone just like, it's like flies. Seriously, yeah. everyone just straight at <laughs> oh, him. Oh, we were out there middle of summer and the ice cream yeah. boat came past. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And, mate, we were on him like a barrel on a Lumos boat. Yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> explosive eating going yeah. on. <laughs> so, so maybe we shouldn't uh, try pioneer trolling for snapper. Maybe we should pioneer the sausage sizzle in Port Phillip Bay. Yeah. I yeah. think it'd be more productive. Yeah, although it'd be, you know, those days when it's 20 knots out on the bay and you're trying to handle mate his sausage. It'd <laughs> <laughs> be <really> interesting. <laughs> Pioneer the pine. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. yeah. So Lee, you're uh, you're working at uh, Melbourne Marine Centre yep. a little bit these days. Yep. Well, sorry, mate. Do you, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, at Melbourne, he's, he's ordering an Uber. No, I know. Uber you, for my daughter. I know you said you might have had to order an Uber, and no, I didn't want to interrupt <laughs> yeah. you. No, no, there, no, but, yeah. no. Um, yeah. So <clears throat> Melbourne Marine helped the boys out there in between doing my other stuff. Yeah. Plus, I've just done my big um, thing with Anaconda. Yeah. And that's where all this. Stuff Martin, really, Anaconda, sp- I don't. suppose, spawned from. Um, so, and that my stuff with them is really that building content for them. Yeah. And on the side, I do my thing as well. So, yep. um, and the best thing about it, the best thing, fellas, about this is it's non brand funded. Yep. If Anaconda stock it, I can use it. Incredible. So, yeah. So you get to genuinely use what you need to use. Yep. And what you like and to use. And you don't use. have to flog off. Um, just items one. that you don't want or well, need. Just, if I'm using that hook, I'm using that hook because that's the right hook to use. Exactly. You yeah. know, or that lure. It's, it's so it's really exciting to do that. 
yeah. you know, really, really exciting. Yeah, that goes back to the, the YouTube side of things. You're a lot yeah. less restricted that way. I yeah. mean, talking to ET before, I mean, let's be honest, people get stuck into him because he, he can be come across as a little bit of an advert sometimes. But yep. he literally needs to do that because it's to be on that network is costing people him. don't understand what it costs to make telly. Yeah, mega bucks, huge dollars. Like you pay the network just to get on. Yes, just yep. to be there. You know, and then people go, what do you mean? You go, like, literally, they go, yeah, we'd love to have your show. Yeah. But it's going to cost you this much. And you go for the series and they go, no, per show. Yep. And then there's no guarantee of a good time slot. Mm. So... You know, it's it's not an easy gig. And then everyone's like, how do you make your money? You go, well, you try and raise your money through sponsors, but then you've got to take your running costs out of that as well, plus your editing and filming. And then you've got and equipment. Ho- yeah. Equipment. And then you've oh. got to hope at the end that there's stuff left over for you. But then, as you guys all know, fishing doesn't always go like clockwork. And you go, <laughs> we're going to go out and film a snapper show today. <laughs> no. And then it doesn't work today. And then you miss out tomorrow. And then you go, do we go third time lucky? Mind you, <laughs> and you strike out. Mind you, you're paying a cameraman or your crew a daily rate. Oh. So mm. it's yeah. not an it easy. It adds up. Yeah. Lucky, never, lucky. never forget my aunties and uncles. I used to watch uh, Rex Hunt as a kid and, yep. like, you know, he had it down to a fine arties fishing show and they used to tease me. They said, oh, you know Rex Hunt, he catches a fish, he puts it on the hook and then they roll the camera. <laughs> Mate, making fishing telly is not well, – when, yeah. when you're making – it's like anything. When it's good, it's great. And when it's hard, it's hard. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Hey, we've got a couple of questions on the live feed here. Yep. Um, Flickin' with Oz wants to know, what's your best memory from when you were doing Adventure Bound? Great series, by the way. Lots of good memories. Because mm. that was when I first got to, I suppose, do what, that stuff that you really wanted to do. You know, yep. nuts and bolts and just different stuff. Um, uh, Neil, Neil, he was a great angler, wasn't Neil he? Neil was a great angler. Mm. Great yeah. angler, yeah. It was actually, it was actually my na- my old boss's neighbour, next door neighbour, oh, really? down in yeah. uh, Carrum there, Patterson yeah. Lakes. Yeah. And but I'll be honest too, Clarky, the cameraman, massive part of it. And yeah. to make that show, you've got to have a guy like Clarky who's happy to do the dud trips to make the really good stuff. Yeah. And you've got to understand that to make some of the really good stuff we made on Adventure Bound, you couldn't actually do that on a normal network because the days we put in till we got it, it wasn't viably an option on proper telly. Yeah. But like we caught big kings at Cape Lip Trap, mm. you know, big kings on top water, like 16 kilo fish and we got, oh, man, I don't know. I mean, Neil did big kings at JB and they did Port yeah. Augusta. And I always said to Andrew, I'm never mm. going back. We're never filming JB or Port Augusta. Because that was Neil's thing. Was his we're never, thing. we're yeah. never doing that. So I did my thing. Yep. You know, my marlin and we did big tuna. Probably the first jumbo I got. That was probably one of the, I suppose, highlights. With Quinny. Was with Quinny, Quinny? Yeah, yeah, off yeah. Port Ferry. And then, Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. My neighbour, Quinn, down at the factory. Oh, he was your neighbour. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, <laughs> like things like that. And as that was a classic example of just when it goes right. Yeah. Like we'd heard there was jumbos. Quinny was up in... Burmy, I was supposed to be going up there. My boat was already up there. They'd caught nothing. I'm like, dude, the jumbos are on a, a port ferry. Get back. And this is at five in the Arvo. And that would have been a shock back then, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was big, like, big oh, news. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then so he drove back. We got down there. We, at some stupid hour in the morning, he'd had no sleep. We put the boat in the water, drove out. 8 a.m., saw this work up. Everyone was going through it. We made one pass, bang, got him on. Oh, 
How good? You know, just one of those ones where it went our way. Yeah. Um, same thing, Apollo Bay, when that cubing thing happened, drove out there, we'd heard about this big reef, didn't even know where it was, just, went, <laughs> didn't, just went, that looks remember, like it. Yeah, it's just the, after yeah, the little reef. Yeah, it's just around the corner. Yeah, the um, twin engine boat, I remember that. Yeah, so literally drove out to this reef-looking thing on the GPS, got out there and went, there was a heap of birds over there, drove <laughs> over and fish-busting and threw some cubes in and Quinny got his big one. Like, yeah. You know, there was lots of those sorts of moments with Adventure Bound. There was lots of stuff-ups that you didn't see. Yeah. Um, when I dumped the boat on the beach at Walkerville. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's all right, as long as it's not concrete. When I nearly yeah. lost my 200 Series Land Cruiser on the beach at Walkerville. Hey, well, yeah, south or north? I've done that. I've, <laughs> my, I've uh, flooded my Honda CRV launching the tinny off that beach at Walkerville South. Really? There. It's yep. dangerous beach, though. No, <laughs> yeah. south or north, Joey? Uh, north's the caravan park. I think south's yeah, like south, the south. South, south, south the yeah, yep. south's the sand like beach without a bar thing going on. I still got one that you car. can't launch it anymore, yeah? <laughs> yeah, they yeah. they closed that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that was the surgy one. Yeah. That's yeah. where I got full bogged. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> See, there you go. Three people, you've been bogged at yeah. Walkerville South. There you go. When you were in a CRV, you deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what are you doing beach launching that? So, so Lee, <laughs> you had this uh, golden tag program. Did yep. anyone actually win? That? There was a lot of fish caught. There was. Yeah, 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 there's still fish out there that, that are up for money. but So um, then, what, they, the major prize, did that get taken? No, it was like a million dollars prize money, is that right? Something like that? Yeah. And the first, was it the first 10 fish were 10,000 Yeah, each? I think something like that. That all went off mm. in the first two weeks. Yeah. I actually caught one of the tag fish when I was doing the tagging. Did oh, you get really? $10,000? <laughs> wasn't allowed. You should have just slipped, should have slipped us the tag. Oh, man. I'm like, caught a flathead and I'm like, it's got a tag in it. And they're like, it doesn't matter. Put get it rid back. Of it. Get rid of it. Um, but, yeah, the, it's been a huge success. And it really did give a boost to those economies. Target after. 1 million? Yeah. But it was after the bushfires. It was yep. to get people back to mm. those towns. And it really did give a huge injection to those towns. And there was actually a lot of people that went, I went to the BEM to try and catch a tagged fish and win some money, and I did. Yeah, yeah quite a few of those go. stories. That's incredible. Yeah, quite a few. I think one guy caught two. Really? Um, we, were, we were talking about it a few weeks ago. Two, two at the brim, wasn't it? Really? Yeah, he did actually. Yeah. And um, they I were. I think one was at ten thousand and one was a thousand or something. I can't remember. It's pretty good. Either yeah. way, it was uh, pretty cool money. So yeah, yeah it's, fu- it's funny how fishing for a brim. Would yeah. you go brim fishing, Dave? Oh, mate, I'd love to, but I'm too busy. I'm busy. Yeah, yeah. Blowing my lawns. Yeah. I'm too busy blowing my lawns into Westernport. I've been actually saying, Adrian, I want to go perch fishing. Perch the he best. He keeps dragging me snapper fishing. Perch the best. Yeah. A little barramundi. Yeah, because it's always windy and we want to be up against the mangroves. And But I like snapper fishing in the wind. Yeah, well, you're on your own then. I'd rather be, I'd rather be up a sandfly-ridden mangrove creek oh. out of the wind. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, Just itching, of, itching your weekend through. Like yeah, that's scratching. It. Yeah. You want, you want, doesn't the wind blow the sand flies away? No. Yeah, it does, actually. Yeah. 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 Best oh, time to go perch fishing is when it's windy. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Do you, have you found it interesting the way the fisheries developed in Victoria? You are talking about that oh. barrel at Port Ferry before. Like, you could tell me right now there's barrels at Port Ferry. I'd go, yeah, cool. Like, I'm not driving all the way down there. They're everywhere else too. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because I came from New South Wales. Grew up in the Snow Mountains, moved to Sydney, worked for Shimano when I finished year 12. Yep. Came to Victoria for work when I was 21, going, this sucks. Get me the hell out of this joint. <laughs> Hated it. Like, um, and I always said, the day I can catch Marlin in Victoria, it'll be okay. Eh. I've caught about 15 of them down yep. here now. So, oh, good effort. Um, and you look at our fishery from what it was just when I moved here, which was in the early 2000s, 
to what it is now, it's unbelievable. Do you, it's do you think it's always been there or do you think it's no, more so than information sharing? No, I think it's got better. There's no doubt, I don't care, that there is more kingfish now than there was 20 years ago because they were nearly extinct 20 years ago. There yeah. was none. I remember we had some follow a squid jig off Mornington years ago, little rats, and people didn't believe us because there'd been no kings. And then you look, the only place you found kings was, say, at Portland. Yeah. Right? And it was for a couple of weeks of the year. And then all of a sudden there was just more kings and there was rats and then there was more here and then there was more there. And I just – there never used to be kings at White Rock. No. <laughs> so – I know because I actually went there with um, Kev Bahadur in like early, early days. Yeah. And you'd only ever heard rumours. Yeah, that's it. So yeah. there used to be a lot of big kings in Victoria. They got smashed by traps and whatnot. The numbers of kings are 100% better. Our snapper fishing numbers are so good. We know just through that all through science – Jumbos, they haven't always been there. No. Not in these numbers. No. Swords would have always been there. Yeah. Just that we've been fishing for them. Yeah. Um, the technology and the motors got better for people to that's yeah. and, have a look. And just people wanting to extend their boundaries and try something different, as Lee was saying. Yeah. He loves mm. to try something different and people are getting whacked with their blue eyes and go, oh, what's this big line in my blue eye? That's it. Yeah. And they go, oh, must be a sword. Let's try for a sword. That's and it. It just well, sort of yeah. evolved. So, but there is... No doubt. And it's all, I'm sure it's all swings and roundabouts. We'll have crap snapper seasons and good whiting seasons and vice versa. But I think our pelagic fishery is Neck 100%. Level. Like, look at our bluefin in summer. World class. Like, yeah. But also you go, oh, summer bluefin, top water, average fish, 20 plus kilos. Like, some of them are up to 40s. Yeah. Now, if you want to go and catch schoolies in June down the west coast like normal <laughs> they're 10 I love it what, but what we used to do that we used to do that didn't we we used to drive to the horseshoe blowing 20 knots freezing cold catch 10 kilo bluefin and go might have the best day you put or, out your, <laughs> or you'd drive down 8 hours to Burmy and go to the second shelf to catch them oh yeah a couple of my mates who live up the coast they're like all oh, these bluefin out of you know Burmy you should come up I'm like uh, yeah they're out here uh, I went <laughs> Uh, I got a jumbo at Port Mac a few weeks ago. From when we landed it to when we got to the break wall, it was five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> 20 metres or whatever. Yeah, I go, it was 23 metres of water where we got it. I ain't yeah. driving to Bermagui to drive 75 k's offshore. Sorry. Yeah, they must freak out, those guys up there when they <laughs> yeah, see they us. Yeah, I can't believe it. Yeah, we're in 20 metres and stuff. Well, yeah. <laughs> it was um, two days in a row this year of Port Ferry. The first day, got a barrel and I used 16 litres of fuel. The next day, we used 19. There you go. <laughs> yeah. The thing that the boys can't believe, and it's always funny when someone comes down from New South Wales to chase our jumbos, because they're like, so many people say, why are you guys fighting them for two hours and why? Mm. They come down, every single one of them, they get a fish, they just go, what is going on with those <laughs> And you're things? like, cop that, you bastard. You go, cop that, exactly. <laughs> go, I told you, I told yeah. you. Um, it's just because they're in shallow water and there's so much food, they're just big fat pigs waiting for a fight. I love when we did used to chase those school fish at Portland in winter and you had your full set of 50 wides out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you'd go through a pack and your reel would, like, creak off. <laughs> well, it wouldn't take off. It'd just creak <laughs> just off. Just a creak. It'd just creak off. Or well, you just look back and the tip's bent a bit. You're like, mm, And you're um, yahooing. Yeah. <laughs> did you hear that creak? <laughs> but it's, creak. How, it's just how it's changed, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I was just thinking with those kingfishers, it's interesting that um, the guys up at Sydney are saying their stock's been a bit depleted. It makes you wonder if... Our stock seems to be recovering if it's just there's more bait and stuff down our way and the fish are hanging out where we are a bit longer. Yeah, well, there's no need for the fish to leave here. Yeah. That's the thing. But I've, I'm full of theories, fellas. I'm oh, yeah. <laughs> Hit us with them. We want they're to know. They're all crap. But oh, they're all crap, but take notes, <laughs> They guys. sound really good. I reckon 
kings come to Victoria to get big. Oh. That's my With the freshwater nutrients? No, the cold water. Yep. High protein diet, Mm. squid, all that sort of stuff. Barber perch. But heaps of barber perch. <laughs> love them, love them. But you look at our kings, they carry a lot of weight yeah. down here. Like our kings are 100% heavier. You get a meter king here, he's heavier than a meter king up even Bermagui and all that. When you get our kings in summer, they've got that fat around their stomach, which indicates they live in cold water. Yeah. And yeah. I reckon they probably go back and forth, but I reckon those bigger fish, they just hang here. They probably go down the bottom of the prom around mm. those bottom islands where we don't go during the cold months because you can't because it's – too windy and too rough, but it's full of currents, full of squid. Yeah. They're, they're there. Well, our mate Jonah from Tassie works for fisheries. Yeah. They're a very good angler. Yeah. King, King Island. King Island the other day um, when all the whales got stranded. But anyway, he was talking to the locals and they were just saying, oh, yeah, we get, you know, 16, 18 kilo kings yeah. off the beach and all mean, the time. And, and yeah. what they do, they go to one little rock rock wall edge there yeah, and they wait, they wait for their kings to swim by it. Everyone that knows fishing, they go down with their um, poppers on their rods and just cast poppers yeah. at them. And, you know, everyone might get one as yeah. soon as they swim past. Yeah. It's incredible fishery. Yeah, it's just – and that's why I reckon they just live in these areas. There's so much food, like so much food for them. You know why they all get them there? Because they're not all on Facebook <laughs> like here. <laughs> the fish don't get hammered by a 1,000 people. That's right. <laughs> they don't have super group chats going on, do they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you part of any super group chats for fishing? Nah, I'm the guy that you and Joel. Joel, oh, I'm the guy that everyone's like, "Oh, did you see that?" I'm like, "No, nah, what? Yeah, what? <laughs> Here, look at this." I'm like, "Oh, cool." <laughs> yeah, it's like I was saying here before. I was talking to Aaron about the bluefin, and he was saying, "You know, there's still quite a few yeah. around down yeah. our way." And I was like, "Oh, really?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know what? I I did make a bit of a thing a while ago where I went, "I'm I've got to stop listening." And yes, it's great to have that on tap info. Mm. But I was also getting too wrapped up in it, you know, because you go, oh, I'm going to go for the snapper, and but but Dave got him at Coronella. <laughs> but then he got him one off Lysarts, and then someone got one down at Silver Leaves, and you just do your head in. Yeah. And I've started to say, no, I just put my fishing brain back in and starting to think about things a little bit more. Yeah. You know, that I know there's snapper in the port, and I know there's fish at Coronella and there's fish at Lysarts. i just got to work out. Where to be when? That's right. Yeah. T- timing and location. That's the, right. Winger always taught us timing and location. It's just time, and it is. It's time and timing, and it's just. And you got to back yourself a bit too. I yep. think you got to, like. I think the trouble is too when you sit there, and even if you're fishing and you're looking at other reports that are happening, then you start to think oh, I should be over there or should I be down here, mm. and you're possibly missing potentially catching fish if you just stayed where you were. Yeah, that's like sometimes you're out fishing for the, the jumbos, the barrels, and you kind of want to turn your radio off because you're like, someone's hooking up here and there, and you're like, oh, I'm 40Ks, that's not I'm 40Ks away from them, that's not helping me. Yes. I just need to be left to find another patch on my that's own. That's right, yeah. Or you go, you found a patch that looked good, it fizzled out, yeah. and you go, it still looks good, but then you heard he's hooked on 5Ks mm. away, so then you wandered down to him only to find out that you found out this guy's now just hooked up, where's he? Right back where we were. He is exactly where we just left. Whereas if we just kept to ourselves and Mm. did our thing, that would have been us. It's so funny at Portland. There's always that guy. We've all raced out first light and, like, by about, you know, 1 p.m. we're all down at Bridgewater or something. (laughs) An old mate just loads up, comes out at 1 p.m., puts his lures in behind the rock. Yeah, got him on. Triple on barrels. That's normally Dutchie, isn't it? I'm on a double. Oh, <laughs> oh you catch him anyway. That mate, guy. that guy. He's a remorseless barrel <laughs> catching machine. Hey, he's one of the best. Mate, we were at Port Mac. Three rod spread. When we were at Port Mac last time, literally, 
We got Ducky on a double. <laughs> we got out there. We got out there and we've been fishing the morning and we pitched on a few balls and seen jumbos, whatever. And about 10 o'clock, Dutchy just comes trundling up. <laughs> hey, going, Dutchy? goes, oh, I had a bit of a late start this morning. And he's like, oh, yeah. Have you got seen anything yet? He goes, yeah, I've got one on the way out. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I was just heading out like 8.30, saw two seals. And he goes, oh, I thought they'd be red bait, so I'll scoop some red bait. As I got near him, two jumbos bust up. He goes, I only had frozen red bait, so I'm there trying to jam the hook through a frozen red bait. He goes, I got the hook through one, threw it in the water, and it got eaten before I could get the wine <laughs> off the rod. And we're like, of course you did, Dutchie. Yeah. <laughs> like, <clears throat> Re- Rebecca is one of the greatest fishermen. Yeah. Like, he, he is remarkable. Like, well, he tagged his 50th. Tagged his fiftieth solo bluefin that trip, and they would be they would all be barrels too. Yeah, like, yeah, bar- all barrels. Yeah. yeah, he's he's one of those guys where it's like some people you think oh he just fishes a lot, no. but you think with him it's like every time he goes he does get him. So it yeah. wouldn't matter. He misses out a lot too, man. And he stayed with us, and he goes yeah. he goes Lee, yeah, he goes it might look like I do. He goes, but I still do my days. Yeah, yeah. don't worry about that. <laughs> but oh, mate, I hate every time Dutchy comes near me. <laughs> You're marlin fishing. He's done heaps at Eden. You know, you, you're marlin fishing. You've got a good bit of bait. You've marked a fish or two and you're working them and working them and working them. And then Dutchy comes out of nowhere and he comes trundling past and he's got him on. Yeah, yeah. Like, of course. Just like was with uh, David Portland. Um, we just we put an upload of a video. We caught uh, a barrel at um, Anzac Day weekend and yep. Dave's just, just yelled out. I think it might have been come on camera. He's like, Dutchy on again. He's seen the outrigger. <laughs> Popped up straight, <laughs> yeah. just losing his mind. Yeah, he's a, he's a machine. Yeah, 40 boats working but in this little patch. And do you know what he does? Do you um, know what Dutchie does to catch fish? Uh, he sounds them and just spins <laughs> around just, on them. He just goes, oi, get here. Um, <laughs> he has a very, very, very simple program. Mm. He doesn't deviate from it. Mm. He doesn't worry about what everyone else is doing. He knows what he uses that catches the fish and he sticks to it. And he does his thing. And yeah. that's that is like when you look at what he does, everyone thinks he's got some magical bloody, you know, things <laughs> happening. He's not. Nah, he's very methodical, very, very simple, and just sticks to it. And that's how he catches them. Absolutely. Now, I know you're probably getting a little bit short on time, but I thought we might touch. No. Yeah. Right. We thought we might touch briefly on your, I think, what is your favorite? Would I be right in saying the swordfish? Yeah, I love them. So you were there in the early days along with us, actually, and you, um, with Richie, you got those couple of fish off Malakuta. Yeah, we've got three in two days. Yeah, I know. I saw you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you did, actually. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Do you know what happened? I was down at Eagle Hawk Neck, and um, I'd actually caught a barrel that day with Jonah, and then I got a call, and it's like, oh, Richie and Lee just got uh, a sword. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So I'm like, I'll get on, I book a flight. I got back from Tassie at, at about 11 p.m., pulled in the drive, Hooked the boat up. Oh, next morning, we're at Malakuta launching. Yeah, yeah so I was perfect. delirious that day. <laughs> he did tell me that you left him that night with a bluefin, large bluefin tuna to clean on his own. Yeah, and, and like pull it me, out of the boat on his own and everything. Send me the fillets, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was uh, great because I got to take some photos of your fish for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, that was that was exciting. Yeah. That was a yeah. that was a thing that you go. I never thought. It would happen. I'd already caught a sword. I'd already caught one doing the traditional night fishing on really? Sydney. I'd tagged the first Australian line class broadbill broad in Australia. Well done. Um, but I never thought I would catch one daytime. Yes. I just thought that's just ridiculous. Mm. And it was it was a cool story. We went marlin fishing, water was crap. Mm. And then Richie's like, we're going out to Melakuta. We're taking sword gear. I'm like, Shut up, Richie. <laughs> so, um, and we did. He brought the squid and we did the thing. We're marlin fishing. It was no good. And on the way up the coast, we're looking at the, obviously your GPS and found this bit of bottom and 
you know, this contour and we're like, this looks good. Mm. And then we were way north and then we were sick of it and we're like, oh, Richie's like, let's have a sword drop. He goes, oh, I might be right here. I said, nah, if we're doing it, and that was my part of the party, if we're doing it, we're doing it properly. We're running the 14Ks back to that bit that you said was good. Richie said it looked good. So yeah. that's where we're going. We went back. We had a big brick that we stole from the uh, rock. We stole from the boat <laughs> ramp. We sent the bait down, cracked the weight off, literally like gunned the boat, cracked the weight off, and then Jules has pulled the boat off the plane. And Richie goes, we're bit, we're bit. I'm yeah. like, what are you talking about? Like, we're bit, look at the rod tip. And it's like done this micro yeah. whiting bite. Yeah. Like, you're an idiot. That's so true. We're yeah, like, yeah. you're an idiot. And he's like, no, 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 it's a sword, that's a sword, that's a sword. And I'm like, you're an idiot. And he goes, and he's like, he's on. And we got him on. And I started <laughs> fighting this thing. Going, oh, here we go, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> got it to the top and it popped to the top. Like, I reckon about half an hour before we got it, I felt the hook pull. Like, that full, like, actually felt the yeah. hook bounce out. Ugh. And then when it popped up, the hook had caught it in the side. Oh, yeah. wow. And he was cooked. But when it's popped to the top, it was about 20 metres out. And I swear to this day, I'm like, it's a stingray. It just had this <laughs> weird-ass-shaped brown thing <laughs> bent like a banana. And I'm like, I've caught some dirty oceanic stingray that I've fought Sunfish. for two hours. <laughs> right? And then I'm like, Richie's like, it's a sword. I'm like, oh, it's a sword. <laughs> and, yeah, so that, and that's how it started. And then we went back the next day and we caught... Two more. Do you know the best thing about that, though, Dave? Yeah. We caught all three of those swords on the same squid. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Isn't it? Oh, wow. We just kept stitching it up and just sending yeah, it A lucky down. squid. Yeah. Funny enough, that day you say you were looking for marlin. Um, mm. The day we were out there um, when you were, we actually came on a bait ball and had like four marlin. <laughs> really? Yeah. And I had no baits. So I threw <laughs> a squid with a Lumo skirt over it at these marlin. Oh, really? And they just scoffed at me. <laughs> and kept swimming. <laughs> so, yeah, it's crazy what you see out there and it's crazy yeah. the way the fish is developed. So It is, yeah. yeah. And that, that year the sorty fishing was unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, man, we we weren't going fishing in the end going, I hope we get a bite. We're mm. like, how many bites are we going to get today? I know, yeah, it's crazy. Like, it was stupid. Yeah, do you think that the stock's depleted a little bit since then? I think it's – you look at New Zealand. Mm. Like, they've had good years and they've had bad years. We're still so fresh into it. Yeah. You know, you see – when we've had great bites, Tassie hasn't. This yep. year, Tassie mm-hmm. had a good bite. We didn't. It's all swings and roundabouts. I saw New Zealand had an unbelievable bite this year. Yes. Like, you couldn't not catch fish and they were big. Yep. Hopefully, this next one's ours, you know. That sounds good. I look forward to that. I look forward to driving three hours out to a canyon. <laughs> you go get them. <laughs> I love it. You go do it and then give us a call. I don't want to wind them in. Yeah. No, no. no, no you, you go drive. Drop your bait and call us when you're hooked up and I'll come wind it in. It's, I always say to guys, it's pretty funny now, like say myself, Joel Ryan, Julian Coyne, like we all sort of fish together and that. Bob hers. Bob's the one who works on the rigs and yep. he's like, Bob's a great source of info when there's marlin around. Yep. Um, but with four grown men standing there watching a rod tip, we've all done it, yes. for this stupid bite, yep. right? And you're like, whoop, there he is. But what happens is four grown men step backwards. Yes. We're like, I'm not hooking it. There I'm he not is. touching it. Or you step up and, and then you like sort of go, oh, you wind. And then when you get him on, you're like the rod buckled over, line starts to come off the reel. You go, yeah, he's on. And you just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of line to collect, isn't it? It is. And it all sounds like fun at the start, mm. but three hours into it, it's not. We get nibbles and we're like, I don't even know what to do anymore. Do it's we like, do I, I, him? Do I yeah. drop it down a bit? Do I aggravate him? Yeah. I what do I do? Yeah, I know. So <laughs> what's your biggest sword out there now? 200. 200? But we had one on there for five and a half hours. When I say we, Joel, yep. he had it on and he had serious heat on this fish yeah. for five and a half hours. 
and we've, we've got the spot marked as Gigantor. Because <laughs> in, in five hours, we never saw it. Yes. We never got it closer than about 50 metres. Might have been a stingray. It could have been. But this one ate the bait on the way up on the drill. Right. Was, oh, was like, oh, wow. Mate, it was like a tuna bite. We were swapped, like, checking the bait. And Joel's just flat stick on the drill going, winding it up, mate. This thing has eaten it like a tuna. Like, yeah, unbelievable. You've, you've got the real winding attachment on the drill. It blew the drill off. Like, Joel's <laughs> wow. just, the drill just went, poof, nearly got blown yeah. out of his hand. And this thing, it let rip. Like, it, it dumped 300 metres like a tuna. You'd hate to drop a drill in the water, wouldn't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Who's done that? Yeah. And, and, a, and a phone as well, Dave. L- lucky oh, yeah, I, and a phone, yeah. Lucky <laughs> I own about 10 or 12 different drills and he's just lost one of my brand doing, new Makitas oh, with a right. brand new battery. And I go, oh, that's just, yeah, that's just 600 bucks in Look, the Look, mate, I've put bricks down there, I've put a phone down there with a credit card and I've put a drill down there. So, so the we're ready to build, build a house now. That's right. We've got a credit card to build, to order more materials. We've got bricks down there, we've got hammers, we've got drills. Yeah. We're, we're ready bring, to go. Can you bring a power saw? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We're, so we're building habitats for the future. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, well, I think that about wraps us up, Legs. Easy. I think you've got to go off to your, yeah, uh, better do your big it. stage talk. We might even pop down. No, I don't. <laughs> and I think we'll heckle Please it. Do you reckon don't. we should get the stage around here tomorrow? Like around here? Oh, you can if you want because I'm not here. Oh, <laughs> Okay. Charlie might come and find us. That's, yeah. it. That's his stage, you know that. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. That's it. So, no, thank you for having me, guys. No worries. Pleasure to have you yeah, on. Yeah, it's um, awesome it's having you on. And if you want to watch more of Lee's later stuff, he's just put heaps of informative footage up on his YouTube, Fishing Edge. So jump on there and have a look at it. So thank you, you want to check it out. Thanks, fellas. That was fun. Thanks, buddy. Easy. Very good. Easy. <laughs>